don't you cry you can wait it out don't you fret my love oh don't you shed a tear you can't erase the doubt Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I guess uh, I guess we're done <laughs> listening to that song. Um, my computer just totally froze. That's okay. So today I'm here with Rain Hamilton. Hi, Rain. Hi. How are you? I'm all kinds of good. Thanks for having me on today. Thank you for coming on. It's been a while. You've been on technically been on the show before. I'm a, I'm a repeat customer. Yeah. Which I'm totally okay with. Um, you can be my favorite customer if you want. <laughs> exactly, that's rad. Uh, so, uh, actually, the first time you came on, you, we, were, we were still in blog form um, so long ago, and so much has changed. Um, I've had the opportunity to meet so many people, and you've done so much. Um, so, how about since we talked about just when you were releasing your, or just finished releasing your first album? Yeah, so that would have been almost three years ago, mm-hmm. I think, that we talked. And since then, I've been doing this full-time this is my second year now doing uh, artist life full-time and pr- then since then i've prepared this second album and we're ready to release it friday it goes out into the world that's so exciting um so how did this album start like i mean obviously artists will make more music and then release it but what ins- what inspired you to do this collection of um songs this collection of songs i think they belong together because they showed up together so For me, part of this process was to trust that the ideas, the thoughts, the creative seeds that showed up, um, those were the right ones to go together. So I I felt kind of like there was an element of cosmic trust, like here you are, songs, okay. Mm -hmm. And then what what would you say is the overarching kind of theme or, um, I guess... What people should take away from this? Like, is it like a, is it like a theme of forgiveness or a theme of like self acceptance? Or I think that overall there's a theme of like letting go to reach farther. Okay. So of like of letting go of things that uh, hold me down or are confining in an unnecessary way, 
and that like what can happen if we let those go what like what is that world beyond our usual reach i love that thanks <laughs> that's one and, and and why did you decide to write about that man it just comes up for me i think that uh so much of these ideas or so much of the vibe is really drawn from my experience and my life at the time uh, in this album like not everything is literally pulled out of my life like story-wise or content-wise um but to me that vibe is really present in my life and in those songs that vibe of letting go to reach farther mm-hmm. okay and how that's awesome um I, I haven't heard the whole album yet so i need to go back and finish listening um because like, i could hear hints of that and just like i liked in in your bios and in your kind of imagery when you're describing the music it's all about this like this like literal but also very like cosmic and kind of um what what got you to to latch onto that like i mean other than like reaching out and space and stuff but why did that resonate with you i didn't do that on purpose to put all those space bits in there what happened is i trusted those songs that showed up that they were the right ones we worked on them polished them up recorded them and then i was listening to them uh trying to figure out track order and trying to figure out what would be like a good title for this collection and there's so much night sky imagery in there there's so much of that idea of like reaching beyond and the sky often is a symbol for that of like what we are letting go to reach towards so i thought well there it is it's just kind of showed up that title night Mm -hmm. sky wonderful oh that's amazing um so for those of you who are for those who aren't listening or who, ha- uh, who are listening who maybe didn't read our first <laughs> interview, uh, can you describe a little bit about your music? What exactly do you want people to take away from music? What's your elevator pitch? I am a, I call myself a chamber folk musician, so it's the singer sorry singer songwriter tradition of like a more traditional folk kind of vibe with a string quartet kind of classical fiddle influence in there. Um, so the instrumentation is myself on violin or guitar and voice. Nathaniel Felicitas on cello, Quinton Bart on bass. And what we'll typically do is I'll bring the group a song that I have pretty well formed and then together we will figure out an arrangement for it in an orchestration and it's been really cool like over time we've been working together now about three years or Quentin and I even longer and uh, we have a really cool like creative vocabulary now and we know uh, like a lot of cool ideas to draw on and we have like cool composers that we share or like Nat will send us a video and be like look at this cool thing someone did with the cello this is amazing <laughs> let's do this uh, and so we work, I think, really beautifully as a team, and we're pulling together then mm-hmm. our ideas for the string arrangements. And um, why clue into the into the whole chamber aspect? Like, I, like I know with cl- classical music, especially, there's also chamber music. And um, why specifically use that terminology? You, know, you don't have to, in, in kind of with with folk music. Um, I like to use the term chamber folk. I feel like to me it is pretty accurate because we are borrowing from a string quartet kind of repertoire in our style or in our approach to arranging to like in having different string voices that interact in a specific way mm-hmm. um, or the voices that lead in a specific way uh, and so it borrows I think from that tradition of classical chamber music and chamber music if anyone is wondering is just like any small group of instruments so you could have like a chamber group of horns or of clarinets or of strings in this case which is my favorite Slightly biased. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I wonder what. Yeah. When I was, my first couple of years of school, we had to take an accompanying class as a piano major and you had to learn how to do chamber music, like to accompany or to collaborate, the term that like, pianists like to use, um, other instruments. And that was like the hardest thing for me to learn, to like be able to play with others. And 
now that I'm performing my own music and I hear other people performing, and especially with this, it's just it's so essential with music making to be able to make music with other people. So it's one of my favorite things. Mm -hmm. And I grew up doing that a lot. Like my family is really musical. My parents met in a band in the 70s. So we were always playing music together in our house. And I played in a, like a violin quartet in my violin teacher's uh, violin studio as a kid and in a fiddle band, the 40 fiddling fanatics with just as many children as you could cram on a stage. <laughs> Fiddles for all. Uh, and so for, that was part of my like musical upbringing. Mm -hmm. So you've always been surrounded by music and and fiddle music or and even chamber and classical music. Even the, what kind of music was your were your parents making in their in their seventies band? Like sweet sweet seventies rock times. Nice. It was awesome. So how did you go from doing all this fiddling and so and chamber and pre composed stuff to writing your own music and then performing it in public? Okay, cool. So my dad is a singer songwriter and. To me, that was like such a tremendous resource uh, and benefit. So he, a lot of times, like in our house, would just be writing something on the guitar, working something out. So I got to witness often and repeatedly his process of like idea refinement to kind of end product. Um, and I, th I think that I write really similarly to him because of that. And uh, he often will help me too. I'll be like, Dad, what do you think of this? And he'll be like, let's do this cool idea here. Anyways, he's great. Um, <laughs> And then incorporating this like classical vibe or like the chamber music string quartet type of vibe for me was really organic because these are two really strong sides of my musical life, right? Is this like creative exposure kind of idea uh, with my dad and also with creative writing and uh, this training that I have as a classical violinist and as a fiddle player. So I kind of always wondered, like, I wonder if there's a way to combine these things. And then I saw the Sparrow Quartet at Folk Fest, Winnipeg okay. Folk Fest one year, and that is Abigail Washburn and Bella Flex Quartet. Mm -hmm. And it was blew my mind. And that's what that was. It was like an approach to traditional music and to singer-songwritership with a string quartet instrumentation that also incorporated banjos that blew my mind. Mm -hmm. like, I thought wow. this exists. Yeah. Your it was two amazing. favorite things put together. And it was awesome. Like, Yeah. Really well done and just, that's really exciting. So that planted a seed to me. Like, I didn't yet believe that I could do something like that, but I, it planted a seed that that existed and was possible. Mm -hmm. That was a big moment. Was, and, and I we, yelled. And <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? What is happening? <laughs> that's amazing. So uh, was this before or after your first album? That was before. Okay. Yeah. And so would you say that the sound for this, this current album is um, similar to your first album? Or have you have you somehow evolved and kind of, I guess I guess obviously matured. But in what ways would you say that it's it's progressed? Uh, the first album for sure has like string quartet kind of vibes in it, and this time we just went all for it. So that vibe is like very very present mm -hmm. and continuous. I think through the album, and in this album, Night Sky, the new one, the instrumentation is pretty consistent. So it's mostly me, Nat, and Quentin. So it's mostly violin or guitar, voice, cello, and bass throughout, uh, with sometimes like an occasional addition, or there's like one song that has a full band on it. Uh, and, and so I, it really has a continuous vibe of like a string quartet type approach to the arrangements. Mm -hmm. And I, I just think that's so interesting. Cause it's not really something you get to hear in Winnipeg in terms of like in the folk community. Like I, there's obviously chamber music happening and there's folk music happening, but are there other artists in Winnipeg doing something similar to that, would you say? 
Oh, goodness. I don't know. I wonder how we could find them. Anyone who's listening, I'd love to meet these people. Yeah, Yeah. let us know, and then we could have like a huge like chamber folk um, show at the West End or something like that. Let's do that. I think that'd be really interesting. So one thing I noticed, uh, you've been very busy with your promotion, and you've been everywhere with Witch Police and Viva Breakfast and like on on TV. And congratulations, that's wonderful. I'd like to talk to you about business planning and stuff like that in just a little bit. But one thing I noticed is a lot of incorporation about uh, American Sign Language. Mm-hmm. Um, and how did you get, um, or how, why? Because <laughs> I don't usually think music and sign language um, to be <laughs> like together. Right? Neither did I. Until Erin Lebar from the Free Press reached out to me uh, probably about 18 months ago. And she was writing a piece about American Sign Language interpretation of live shows. And she said, would you guys come and do a video with us? So that was my first experience working with an ASL interpreter uh, and, and working with them and seeing them through that process of like really internalizing the meaning of that art and of that music and then expressing it in this really visual medium. And it was really awesome. And that was the first time that I learned that there is uh, there are deaf people in the world who are interested in participating in that community, in the music and live show community, uh, and who are interested in that experience of art and having that like simultaneously with hearing people. I did not know that before. Neither did I. And so yeah, that was like cool, cool news to me. And I thought, wow, okay, well, this is great to know. And now that I know this, like, where's the opportunity for me to, to put this in play? And we had a show last May at the West End, and that was the first show we did with American Sign Language Interpretation. And since then, we have showcased at conferences with American Sign Language Interpretation. We'll do our first tour uh, with ASL in the fall through Saskatchewan, and then uh, in the spring a little bit in Ontario. I'm, su- I'm super pumped about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the release show that's coming up on Saturday, we've gone next level. So, so excited uh, to see how this is going to look. So when we started to do shows with American Sign Language, some feedback that we got was like, hey, this is rad. And there's some places where you could be collaborating with deaf artists and places where you could be hiring deaf people. And so this time we're doing that. So we are working with an American Sign Language consultant. And it's this really rad woman, Joanna Hawkins. uh, And she is deaf. And she's an actor and a consultant and a performing artist. And she is going to perform some of the interpretations of the song which is like next level cool to me and at first i didn't understand how that would work i was like how is the timing gonna work like what what what's happening here and here's how it works is like my band's playing the song joanna who is the deaf performer is on stage beside us and then there is a hearing interpreter in the audience that joanna is watching for cues like for timing and for intensity like in case we do live some cool move we don't do on the recording or something and so joanna is like reading that interpreter for cues for timing so we stay simultaneous and it's super super rad because it's an opportunity for a deaf artist and because she and like a deaf person for whom asl is their main language they are the expert in that language and so they're communication is better their approach is more accurate and more communicative so we get like a higher quality communication result that's insane that's it's awesome. so cool that's like it just like blows my mind so is she coming on tour with you uh oh man that's my dream that's not the current <laughs> logistic plan uh it, you know it co- every person we add costs money costs more and, but yeah i i do yeah i for sure want to do that like that's your dream. dream tour that'll totally. happen yeah okay and do you, and you think that'll be like what you do for the rest for us of your like kind of musical career and try to always incorporate that kind of asl um my plan is for sure to do it like when it is feasible mm-hmm. that's for sure my plan yeah. sometimes a gig pays eight dollars and then i can't afford 
<laughs> you know, to bring an ASL interpreter everywhere uh, or a collaborator everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but absolutely, there's times where it will, it will line up. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll do it. That's wonderful. Oh, that's so exciting. Um, so what I wanted to ask next is um, one thing that we talk, and I'm, I keep bringing this up to you, but no one's heard it on the station yet. Um, you, a couple years back, took the art of managing your career, which is through Creative Manitoba with Heather Heather Bishop. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's also a uh, musician, but it's meant for all kind of kinds of artists. In my, I'm taking the class right now, and the class, um, I have a magician and like a quilter Whoa. and graphic designer. And I, was, like, I, I thought there'd be more musicians. I was honestly surprised when I was the only one. Um, I think it's wonderful. Uh but I'm learning about business planning and marketing planning now and kind of how to set up that idea. How did, how do you start this process of deciding you're creating an album, making this plan, and then following through with it? It's a big question. I planned in detail. And I had a lot of spreadsheets and a lot of calendars <laughs> and a lot of business meetings. And I bet that's something that Heather has brought up to you guys for sure is the value of the information meeting. And I, man, do I feel really, really fortunate um, for the kind advice of some mentors in town. Uh, so I bought a lot of people lunch, mm-hmm. picked a lot of people's brains about like, what's an appropriate timeline? When should I do what? How do I do this? What makes sense here? And it was amazing. So I learned a lot from a lot of people um, in the industry yeah. who were like, no more than me. It was awesome. And and these mentors, were you doing as as you were doing your plan or even before you started planning, you gathered all this information and then you started your your journey? I kind of planned as much as I knew to plan and that would point out to me the gaps where I was like, oh, I don't know, like, for example, what's like a really strong social media strategy? Do I post all the information about a thing at once or do I trickle it out or do I like, how do I do this? How do I organize it geographically? And so I would just reach out to someone who I think knows more. And, uh, yeah, people were so helpful and so kind to me. And one thing that I did is I made like a huge master spreadsheet of like a physical one, a or? physical, well, it was on, it was an Excel sheet. Okay. Um, with like different elements of the release. So like different videos that were going to be made, different singles that would be released, different like promotional pieces or things like that. Um, and then just really, really plan those out on a timeline And one thing that I did, and I'm so, so glad that I followed this advice, is we recorded the album, um, and it was finished this time last year. Oh, wow. That's when we finished. sitting on it for a while. Yeah. And some people have asked me, like, you know, was it hard to sit on it? Or, like, that that would seem like, you know, don't we want to get moving on this? Um, But it didn't feel that way to me because there was so much to do. There was a year's worth of stuff to do to get this lined up to where it is now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm so, so glad I did that that way. Because I, you know, I stayed like a strong human and I yeah, didn't fall apart. It's honestly been so <laughs> successful. Like every time you come up in conversations, yeah, I talk about you. <laughs> People are like, Aww. she is all, like on her A game. Like the way that you plan this out and everything is so cohesive and laid out so wonderfully. I think that year's time was totally worth it. Um, you're doing a lot of things right. Um, I'm so happy that you're not talking to you because I'm going to pick your brain, as, sure. as, especially people who I know people who are listening and as myself who wants to release an album. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much you got, especially if you are an independent artist. 
Yes. You have to do everything. Um, and I've talked to a few people about a publicist. Did you ever go the publicist route or have you done it I yourself? do have a publicist for this album and it is awesome. Uh, her name is Jen Fritz and she is Fritz <gasps> yeah. Media out of Vancouver. I met her at Breakout West. She's amazing. Sweet. She is crushing it. Yes. Um, and you'd recommend her, obviously. <laughs> I do, yeah. <laughs> um, and why did you decide to go the route of a publicist? A publicist is such a super awesome resource and help. Um, a publicist's job is to know who is running what, who is writing what, how they like it submitted, when this happens, when that happens. So they have like an ongoing updated wealth of knowledge that no one else can have. I have done tours, um, like I've been doing this for four years now, mm-hmm. uh, this artist gig here, and I have definitely done tours and releases without a publicist. And that's when I learned, oh, this is for sure why a publicist is its own job. And it's because it is so much work <laughs> to keep track and to keep current track of like who runs what radio show, who is the person for this, who does this piece, because it changes yep. often, right? For sure. Um, so yeah, publicist, so valuable and, as a team member. But that's not doesn't mean that she's doing all of the work. Like You're still doing quite a lot of it, right? Oh, I'm still working beyond full time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's just that with team members now we can like you know reach 200 hours of work a week instead of like (laughs) the 100 that i could maybe pull off and survive yeah um oh wow i have so many questions so let's rewind a little bit all the way back to so you've finished writing songs how many songs did you have before you started um going through them and deciding which ones to be on the album um that's how a lot of people approach writing an album and that is not how i approach writing an album okay i um i don't tend to write that way where how can i explain this like i know that it's a common way and there's a million ways i'm not saying there's a right or wrong way there's just what i do um but i uh i i listen in some sort of like ethereal artist kind of way for an idea or like a seed to come and i collect it and I'm responsible for it, and I want to take good care of it. And I can usually feel when that's what's happening versus when I'm trying to push it. Um, and so since I feel like I've collected these little seeds from the universe somehow, I just can trust them, and they usually turn into a song, a keeper. Oh, great. So it just doesn't make it easy for me at all. <laughs> so, just, how, so how many songs are on the finished album? There's 10. 10. So you wrote, you had 10 inspiring moments and then you created 10 songs. And that's you know, at first we had six and then as we kept going, more okay. showed up. Okay. That's, that's kind of stressful too. Then you have to like figure out the, uh, the uh, arrangement and then record it at that time or? We had some leeway, but some of them kind of arrived pretty late. Like that one that's for Hildegard, like the canon, the mm-hmm. medievally sounding canon. That one showed up late in the game and I just had this idea. I was like, I wonder if I could write... A medieval sounding canon. That sounds fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then you decided to include it. Yeah, because I had that feeling. Like, I was like, oh, yes, this one. Mm This will be good. And so then when do you know that the song is ready or good enough to to leave it and move on? I think that for me, the feedback of other people there is super helpful. Okay. So Trio Mates. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Uh, Lloyd Peterson is our producer and engineer on this album. And what an optimistic, glass half full, rad human to be around, and just such an expert in music and life. Um, he was great too. He mm-hmm. has a really good perspective. He'd say like, "Oh, if this section was longer, we'd feel it more. Mm-hmm. If this texture was thicker, yeah. the contrast would be better." Yeah. Okay. 
Um, and so you were talking to Lloyd. Uh, so you finished writing these songs. You had six. You applied for funding, correct? Oh, what was the timeline? We had, um, yeah, we had something like that. We had six kind of in our pocket when I wrote that grant. Okay, and funding. you got approved. Congratulations! That's Thank a, that's you. Amazing, huge celebration arms for that. Oh yeah. my gosh, amazing! Ugh, I, it's like the grants. Like I'm only starting to figure out how to do them, and they're terrifying. Um, so congrats that you you were able. Did you? I'm assuming you got help because people were helping you through the process or giving you. That's part of like the mentoring help yeah. would be like specific grant questions or like what are they looking for? Yeah, for this. Th- it's like what do I say? Help, <laughs> give me the words. Um, so you, you got approval, then you went and talked to, or I'm assuming you already had conversations with Lloyd um, before starting the recording process. Mm-hmm. Um, you record it, you have it mastered and everything, so you have this this album that's ready. Mm-hmm. Then you have this whole year of, of, of what to get ready for the release? Of, uh, like, finalizing plans of applying for showcasing of like finishing the touring that i was doing at the time uh laying the groundwork for the release so i guess i mean showcasing planning the album release tour um and doing a lot of like behind the scenes um sending the recordings to this person to that person to be like hey look at this thing that's new that's pre-released uh we got um a good mileage, I think, out of the record before it came out. Like, mm-hmm. We were able to take it with us to industry conferences and show, like, look, here's this thing that's not even out yet. You can have one. Yeah. That has, a, like, a really nice value, I think. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like, this, like, VIP kind of aspect. Um, that's really exciting. So I'm, I'm just thinking of my own and possibly other people who are listening. I'm hoping people who are listening are also using your experiences, um... Okay, uh, so I want to hear another song. Uh, I think I think it's, we're halfway through. I could keep talking, but I'm sure people would love to hear something else. Would you like to do something live? Song time. Yeah, sure. Let me pull out uh, an instrument. I'll pull okay. a violin out. Okay. What song do you want to play? Let's do Starlight. Starlight. All right. So everyone, this is Rain Hamilton. Uh, she's talking about her release, which is happening on March. Uh, 24th at the Westin Culture Center. The doors open at 7.15 and the music starts at 8. Tickets are $15 in advance and you can get those at the Westin Culture Center or into the music. Or they will be $20 at the door. The album's called Night's Great. And there's going to be American Sign Language interpretation throughout. So even your friends who can't hear can come in. I think that would be just an experience to see as well, just how your music could be interpreted. Um, it, yeah, it is beautiful. All right, shall I play this song? Yes, so this is, um, sorry, Starlight. This is the one that has the music video, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was was amazing. I had to listen to it a couple times. I loved it so much. Thanks. Am I in a good spot here? Yeah, I think so.
s'emporter Le vent me pousse dans le dos Et mon cœur sans abri Soudainement débridé S'éveille S'éveille le son de to the Winnipeg Music Project on 11.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Binyash. I'm here today with Rain Hamilton. We're talking about her soon uh, to be released uh, album, Night Sky, which is going to be released on uh, this Saturday, March 24th, or Friday, mm-hmm. Friday? Saturday. Well, it gets released like on Spotify and iTunes and all that jazz on Friday, the 23rd. And then the Winnipeg release show is this Saturday, March 24th at the West End. Mm-hmm. Doors are at 7.15, music starts at 8.00. Uh, tickets are $15 in advance, which you can get at the West End or uh, Into the Music, or $20 at the door. Um, there's going to be American Sign Language interpretation throughout, which is very exciting. Uh, who is opening for you? Oh my gosh, I'm so pumped about this opening act situation. So my favorite thing in life is uh, festival workshop stages where there's multiple artists on stage, and it's like a unique experience where like that's never going to happen again that collection of artists and songs and moments uh and so we're totally doing that my favorite thing okay so there's going to be an artist <laughs> circle of four artists to open the show there's a friend of mine abigail lapel who's from toronto she's coming in just transporting otherworldly fantastic so good uh nick dyson who's here from winnipeg some people might have seen him heard him at the winnipeg young Perf- winnipeg folk festival young performers stage he's rad uh, Gabriella Oseo and Marisol Nagash, who are collaborating on kind of like a Motowny jazz guitar kind of time, which is very cool. Very cool. Uh, and so those are the musicians. And then the fourth artist uh, is Jordan Sangalang, and he is going to perform American Sign Language Poetry. So he's deaf, and he is an actor and a poet and an artist, and he's going to, yeah, show us his awesome moves. That's very exciting. It's a, and, and, a, and then they're all going to be, or all the musicians will be on stage doing the whole kind of... Um, festival thing or or they are all on stage yeah so there's four people on stage and we just kind of go around and why did you decide to do it that way i mean other than it's like your favorite thing but why did you decide to include that into your your i think it's cool to be able to uh include more people that way okay and it's like it's such a cool time Mm -hmm. i like the variety of experience that that provides it's kind of like a like if when you start a meal with like an appetizer like platter (laughs) <laughs> and there's many, many options. It's kind of like that. Okay. Sounds delicious. I'm very excited. <laughs> Sorry. I just had to... It's the truth. Yeah. I just had to throw that in. Um, so, during... what well, we were playing um, La Plaine, um, which is the song that was in French that you guys were just listening to. Uh, it was very exciting. Um, why did you decide to include a, a French song into this album? I am a bilingual person. I grew up in the French immersion system. Mm-hmm. Super, super glad I did that. That's opened like a thousand awesome doors for me. Uh, and I enjoy personally the challenge of writing in what is for me my second language, en français. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I like to just try to rise to that. Like it's for sure way harder for me. And I don't have the really nuanced understanding of like the language and the idiomatic kind of things of it uh like a native french speaker does uh and so it just like makes me learn and grow and it is uncomfortable and mostly hard but it's mm-hmm. very awesome at the same time 
And that song, La Plaine, I wrote as a co-write at a Manitoba Music songwriter retreat. Oh, very exciting. Which is such a cool time. So it was myself, Dominique Lemoine from Alain Mud. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, she's been on the show. Awesome. She's doing awesome. And uh, Ariane Jean, who was singing with Chic Gamin. Okay. Yeah. And so you, you three went together. Um, we're like, let's write this this French song. <laughs> Or what happened? Yeah, well, I think we knew that that was possible because, like, they are francophone people, and I was like, I learn French sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down to try. Okay. Uh, and so we just kind of went for it, and we were retreated out on Fort White, which is like a very prairie kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. And we're like, well, here we are. Let's write about this. And La Plaine, the prairie. And it, it's just about the imagery of, of a prairie, or what? What is the song about? It's about uh, the vulnerability that the prairie affords. Okay. Because there's nowhere to hide. There's no uh, landscape to be dwarfed against, or there's no, um, there's nothing to stand beside or with or under, right? It is just like us, us and creation here on the prairie. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I thought you were going to go more with that, but that's. Sorry. That's wonderful. And that, I think that leads really well into uh, the next topic I want to talk about is specifically songwriting and, um, I guess, chord harmonies and progressions. Um, as a songwriter, I'm always very curious as to how people um, actually start the process of songwriting. Um, do you start with lyrics or do you start with the chord progression? Or what is your actual process in terms of songwriting? Okay, well, here's how I think of this. I mentioned that idea of, like, collecting, like, seeds or little specks of ideas. Mm -hmm. And to me, what happens is um, it's like the way that an ice crystal forms where there needs to be some sort of something for that crystal to form around. So for me, these little ideas that I collect or, like, notice in the world, I'm like, oh, yes, that. I feel that feeling. Oh, yes, that. Uh, I know to, like you know, take care of that and hang on to it. And then for me, the process of writing feels like that crystal formation where that is the spec and then ideas will spin out from there. So I feel like there's many ways in for me. Sometimes it's like a chord idea. Sometimes it's a melody idea. Sometimes it is a text idea. Um, and it's happened all of those ways. Something will come first and then it will spin like the crystal around the spec. That's very exciting. Um, all right. My next question, uh, in terms of creating the exciting harmonies and interesting chords that are happening in your piece, what do you what do you do? So you might start with like a I guess a framework and then elaborate, or what exactly what exactly do you do for chords? Okay, I love chords. For me, like tonal harmony is where it's at. I love it so much, mm-hmm. and I I'm a graduate of the U of M Faculty of Music here, and so happy that I did that. Yay, past self. I'm so happy. <laughs> Good and job. I, I'm such a huge music theory nerd. That is the truth. It's just like my favorite thing. Did you have Horton? Yes. Yeah. He uh, is retiring this year. Oh, I must see him. And his birthday was yesterday. Oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Me. I wonder if he's here. Maybe I'll go yeah, visit him. Yeah, he's here. You should go visit him. <gasps> I'll give him a CD. Okay. <gasps> yes. I have a mission. I'm fully doing that. Oh, I'm so Professor happy. Professor Horton, I have a present for you. <laughs> what a guy. Just really helped me... Uh, unlock this amazing world and i remember having this conversation with him uh dr horton who's a professor of theory here at u of m and just like this is like understanding the key to the universe and he was like yes 
<laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, so anyways, I was hardcore about my theory study. I just loved it. And it's like such a satisfying puzzle to do and to compose with. Uh, and so I do draw from my uh, what I've learned there. So like my tonal vocabulary, I think, is pretty broad. Uh, I love mode mixture. So that's when, um, for example, like in the key of C major or C minor, there's like different chords that kind of belong to C major and different chords that kind of belong to C minor. But you can also weave them together. And it just, it, to me, is so interesting and so beautiful. And man, if I throw a minor four into something, I'm there. It's my favorite move. Okay. That's very exciting. Um, so I want to hear uh, your song um, for Hildegard the canon that we we're talking about and it says that it's in b phrygian mm-hmm. and this is one of those ex- examples i'm assuming or yeah like when i i had this kind of speck of an idea that i was like oh you know hildegard von bingen is so cool i can we can talk about her more if you want after sure and i was like i would love to really write something like honoring her and just like celebrating how important she is to me as a figure and a role model and like her favorite mode is the phrygian mode and we learned about that in music school and i was like oh man and i'm like i wonder if i could write a canon like that could be so cool and i i we hadn't studied that specifically at u of m but um because like i just felt confident that you know maybe i could figure that out yeah with uh, the tools that i had learned mm-hmm. and then you made it into a canon yeah so i gave that a google <laughs> i was like, okay on it how to write a how to write a canon. How to write a canon. I love the internet also. Yeah. Bless the internet for that valuable teaching, how to write a canon. And a canon uh, is like there's one melody that overlaps with itself and it interlocks to create a chordal structure and a harmony. So like row, row, row your boat is an example. Mm-hmm. So this is like a more medievally darker sounding, more spiritually infused uh, row, 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 row your boat experience. Awesome. Do you want to tell me about Hildegard? I want to call her Hildebrand. That's one old teacher I had. Uh, Hildegard, before I, I play it, or do you want to play it first? Oh, sure. Let's give it a little context. So Hildegard von Bingen is like one of my heroes, and she is a nun uh, born in 1098 in Germany. And she lived a, a really uh, cutting-edge life for the time. She was just like a really spiritual person from the get-go, and her family... Uh, recognized that and they sent her to live at this convent nearby. So she grew up like really, really steeped in that uh, spiritual culture. And she grew up to lead that community, to run it, to be its director. Uh, And she was also a scholar of music, philosophy, medicine, like a ton of stuff. She wrote proficiently. uh, And we do have some surviving manuscripts of music that she wrote. And I just love it. And I think she's maximum cool. So I wrote this just really loosely based on her story of like leaving her lay life behind uh, to just live in a really devoted way. Awesome. So let's listen to For Hildegard, the canon in B Phrygian. Thank you. 
Welcome back to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Bienyaj. I'm still here with Rain Hamilton. We're talking about her soon-to-be-released album, Nice Guy, which is being released on March 24th at the West End Cultural Center. I'm plugging this a lot so you just remember to go. Uh, doors. I, I heard it's on March 24th. That's what I heard. Is that what I said? Oh, yeah. We're good. Okay. I'm just reiterating. I was like, oh, no. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm really good at saying the wrong thing. No, you totally got it. March 24th. <laughs> Doors are open at 7.15. Music starts at 8. Tickets in advance are $15, which you can get at the West End Culture Center or Into the Music. Or you can go $20 at the door. Uh, and there will also be some cool American Sign Language interpretation throughout the performance. So it's really going to be a fun show and I experience. So- something completely unique, I think. Well, that's the hope. And, uh, and just BT Dubs, too, if you're like an internet-enjoying person... Tickets also available on Ticketfly. Okay, yeah. wonderful. Um, and I can include a link to that on the podcast post later this week, so people can find it easier. Great idea Thank for you. your listen or for your purchasing. Um, I don't know the word I'm going to use. I'm a little tired today. It's been a stressful. You were week. working so hard. <laughs> you were just saying you're at the end of school almost. Three hey? weeks left. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Congratulations. So, thank you. Um, 
So before, on the break, we had talked about uh, some workshops that you're doing uh, that you're telling people to apply for, the artists in the schools. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Right on. Okay, artists in the schools is awesome. The Manitoba Arts Council uh, does this program, Artists in the Schools, where uh, artists, musicians, photographers, painters, all kinds of cool artists um, are available for week-long residencies in schools all throughout Manitoba. And so I offer uh, workshops in songwriting and fiddle tune writing. There's a lot of schools in Manitoba that have fiddle programs, so I can do some fiddle writing with them. And uh, I'll go for a week at a time and do a project. Uh, And it is so, so cool. And so this year I've been uh, to a lot of places, like to Churchill and Thompson, a lot of schools in Winnipeg, uh, to like St. Norbert, and where else have I been? Uh, Cormorant Lake, Nelson House, oh, Norway House, sorry. Uh, It is just like such a cool time. And I love, love doing that work of working with young people. And the goal when I'm doing this is to help people to learn like a creative process and tools that they can use and keep forever if they want them. Something that can be useful to them long term. And I find it like such rewarding work and I love, love working with young people. Yeah, um, that's so exciting. And the due date for that is March 15th or sorry march may 15th for the schools that want to apply got it yes so then what the process is like a school would say yes that would be cool let's talk to rain and then someone could email me and just we could talk about dates that could work i know my dates that are available and so people would need to go through you before they go through the art council too yes we totally need to talk yeah okay um, so any, if anyone is interested, I'm happy to talk about that. Or if you know someone who might be interested, totally. talk to them. Yeah. Um, for maybe other artists who are listening who find that very interesting, how could they get involved in doing something like this? There is an application for artists to uh, like be juried into the program, and that is in the fall. Okay. And you submit like a pretty thorough application. And, and is the application saying, like, what you would teach? Or, is like, this, these are my qualifications. This is what I do. It's everything. Okay. It's pretty involved. I remember that one. That was a lot of work. And, and why, did you, why did you decide to do this? I mean, other than, like, loving to teach. but I, uh, I have a lot of experience working with kids and youth. And so, for me, it is a pretty organic fit. And I, I think it's important to share what I have to share uh, in terms of just, like, I just want to be someone who contributes. Mm-hmm, and gives back and yeah. and inspires the youth to make music. <laughs> Me, I hope so. Yeah, or the ones who like, want it anyways. Yeah. The ones who don't want to like be in class. Like, yeah, fiddle, let's do that instead. And oh, it's so fun. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to learn a string instrument. Like growing up, I always loved the violin. And when I was about twelve, it's a little too late for to like really go anywhere with. Well, you never know. But um, I was like already kind of past the point where I could start and be. Con- and be determined enough to stick through it, because I'm always told that the first few years of any kind of string playing is always really rough. Um, and I just couldn't, I just wanted the immediate results to be like at the same level where my piano was. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, I'll just enjoy it from afar and um, pluck the string when someone lets me hold one. Um, <laughs> uh, so we do have to wrap up. Um, really quickly before we go, though, can you talk about your artwork for your oh, album? Absolutely. I am in love with the album artwork. It is just like it's the direct gorgeous. reflection of my like inner desires. And I uh, worked with a friend of mine, Sarah Thiessen, who is like a really rad artist and designer in town. And she designed those figures. So the cover is a figure of like a silhouette of a woman filled with the night sky and an owl. And she just drew all that. I just described it and she did it. 
and all the little bits in there of stars and moons and trees. She did all that. And then Roberta Landreth, who is so awesome, did the des- like the graphic design part. So she took those uh, paintings and pieces that Sarah had made and then did the layout and designed a font, which is cool. And just she's such a master. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. And would this kind of work be covered by any kind of grant work or, or was this kind of like separately done yes it can be covered so it was can be covered by like factor funding or mm-hmm. by manitoba film and music funding okay that's awesome that's good to know yeah I'm just curious awesome so we do have to go though but thank you so much for coming onto the show uh, we're gonna play one more song uh and you wanted to play burying my heart on the guitar sure all right so everyone who's listening, uh, don't forget, you need to come to the West End Culture Center on March 24th. Doors open at 7.15. Music is at 8 uh, to hear the new music of Night Sky. Um, tickets are $15 in advance um, and $20 at the door. If you want to hear the beginning of this interview because you tuned in late or you want to hear more by local music makers, go to www.winnipegmusicproject.com and you can find previous uh, interviews and monthly music wrap-ups and you can also read uh, Rain and I's first interview together um, way back in the day we're both young and naive and (laughs) (laughs) what a time it was (laughs) so much has changed Um, so everyone thank you so much for tuning in Um, and now this is Bury My Heart by Rain Hamilton See you. 